0: Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. A reverent time of, of celebrating Christ. And today, before we step into that mode or moment, if you will, I wanted to talk about. Christ in a way that that we need and and that is essential for us, even especially stepping into Christmas, because we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate Christ and Him coming, being born. But really giving or getting a, a real understanding of what that means. And what that means is Christ with us, God with us, Emmanuel, and that's what I want to talk about today, is is the incarnation of Christ, that he became flesh for us, that somehow and beyond mine, and probably, I don't know, maybe you're a little bit smarter than me, but I don't know that we could possibly comprehend all of this, but somehow, that God and all of his glory and who he is and all of his splendor and every attribute in the spirit of who he was that he came and put on flesh for us. And in John 1:14 it says and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The fact that we can behold His glory is astonishing to me, even just the fact that that we can do that, but because of what He's done, we can do that. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten, of the Father, full of grace and truth. It says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And this word refers to the eternal word of God, the the Son of God, the, the, the Word, the, the spoken word of God, the voice of God. The one who spoke creation into existence, the one who spoke and it it was created, he came. It says, and put on flesh. In John 1, 1 through 3, it says, in the beginning was the word, this word that became flesh for us, in the beginning was the Word. Really, in, before the beginning, for eternity, was the Word. But in our perspective and what we can fathom and what we can understand in the beginning of what we know, was the Word. But forever before that. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. That Word, the eternal Word, Word of God, the Son of God, the one that, that spoke into existence the world that we are standing on right now, this ground that we're standing the one that spoke that into existence, that created all things, the one that was with God in the beginning, but even for eternity before that, the one that is God in the beginning, but eternity before that. That word became flesh. He became like us. He became a first century Jew, so not necessarily like us, but like us in the fact that he became, that he put on this fleshly body. And when it says become, it it doesn't just mean flesh, because just this flesh isn't what makes up who we are. He took on our humanity, spirit, soul, body, everything that we are. He put that on, somehow. And in becoming flesh, it doesn't mean that, that He took off Who he was to put on this flesh, you know. In studying and reading this, there's some that, you know, have said or believe that that he, you know, became flesh and wasn't God anymore for a while, and came became God again, and that is ridiculous. And there's nothing in the Bible that could lead you to believe that. But somehow in I mean, I don't know if I could really grasp it totally, but I hope to learn more and understand more of how God, in all of who He was, the Son of God, coming down and somehow putting on flesh, being fully God. Not putting off or losing any of that, but putting on all of flesh and being both at the same time that he did that for us. He didn't cease to be God. Somehow in all of his divine nature he was able to wrap himself in humanity. To become like us. In addition, in addition to his divine nature He put on humanity for us. And I think about that. I think, you know, the story of when I think about, I, I, it's like, wow, it's like even when he was a baby, he was fully God. And, you know, was, was he a little baby that understood everything at six months old? I don't know. But what I do know is there's a story of him when he's 12 years old. And his family goes, on this trip, and they're there, and they're they're doing what they're supposed to do, and they're ready to leave, and then they leave. Listen, he's twelve years old. They leave. Everybody's going caravan, going back home, and they get days away, and they realize that he's not with him, with them, and then they go and they look for him. They're like, do you know where Jesus is? Do you know where Jesus is? Nobody knows where. He is. So they go back to the temple, and when they go back. He's there talking to the the teachers of the temple. And it says that that they were amazed at what he was saying and his understanding and and his questions and his answers to all these things. And I think about, wow, at at 12 years old. See, that gives me a picture that he was fully God. And had full understanding that that he was talking to those that are supposed to teach in the temple. And he was teaching the teachers at 12 years old about who God was. He was teaching them. And telling them what they should know. And then when his parents come and they find him, it's like, why did you run away? What are you doing? Why would you do this to us? Like, why did you ask me this question? Why why in the world would you ask me this question? Don't you know that I need to be about my father's business? Wow. Like, I see God in that statement. And somehow being there taking on that humanity in that 12-year-old boy, we see God. We see the Son of God showing us a glimpse of who He is. And He took on that flesh for us. In Hebrews 2, 17, it says therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people for in that he himself has suffered being tempted he is able to aid those who are tempted. Therefore, in all things it says, he had to be made like his brethren. It's telling us here is, he he had to become like one of us. He had to put on that flesh to take on humanity. Somehow, again, being fully God. but also fully man, putting on that humanity. He had to become that, to become like his brethren, so that he can be merciful and faithful. And I I look at that and I think, oh my gosh, I understand a little bit. Because I know that when I haven't gone through something, it's, it's harder for me. To understand when someone is going through it. Now I can be there for them, I can comfort them. I can pray for them. We can do this, but when we haven't gone through something ourselves and been in that situation and felt all the things that they have felt, it's a lot harder. To understand, to be merciful, to be faithful, to be in there. But I will tell you, whenever I have gone, when we have gone through something, and now we are with somebody who is going through the same thing, don't you know that you feel that deep in your soul? You understand it, and you care so much more. Not that God could care so much more for us, but But he put on flesh, the Son of God came and put on flesh so that he could be even that much more merciful to us. And that much more, I don't know how he could become more of that, but he said, I am going to take and put on this flesh so that I can feel and take and understand the weight of everything that anyone might possibly be going through. And I will take that on myself so that when they come to me, whenever I die on the cross, I take that with me. But when they come to me, that I know exactly what they are feeling and what they are going through. And they cannot tell me. You don't understand. How many times have we said that? God. You don't don't know what I'm feeling. You don't know what I'm going through. But he does. Because that's what he did. That's what he did. When he wrapped himself in flesh and took on humanity and took every weight, every pain, All that sin, that shame, everything. And he says, I will put that all here. And I will carry that weight and I will feel that weight and I will take it. So that you don't have to live with that and walk with that. In Hebrews 4.15 it says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. We don't have a high priest. We don't have a God who doesn't understand what we're going through. We have a God that that somehow put on flesh and understood and said, I'm going to take that flesh, wrap myself in that flesh so that I can understand and feel and know exactly what every person that I created and every person that I want to help is going through in that moment. I know that and i felt that. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize. He can sympathize. In order to sympathize, it's an understanding. It's a knowing and a feeling and a caring because you know exactly what that feels like. And he can sympathize with our weakness because he put on, somehow, again, I I just, somehow, he put on that flesh, that humanity, and that weakness. He put on our weakness to live and feel that weight So that we didn't have to. And yet it says he didn't sin. He became flesh. He put on humanity. Not just. Because he could, not just because he thought it would be fun, but he put on flesh because he knew that he wanted his creation to be able to be with him, to be able to come in close. And the only way that we would be able to come in close to Him is if He first came close to us. If He came and, and, and was reaching down and came down to where we were. See, He accommodated us. He did what we could not do. He came down. It's like, Like a baby it's just laying down there, you know, sometimes having fun, sometimes laughing, sometimes, maybe a lot of times, crying and thinking everything's going wrong. That's us, the baby on the floor, screaming and crying most of the time. My world is ending. All this stuff is not going my way. But we're that baby on the floor and we can't of our own volition, our own strength, get up and stand up and come to our God and and be something so amazing that we can come in close to God. But like a parent coming down to a baby, he got down on the floor to come down like a parent does. To get down, I, I know that, that you can't do this, but what I'm going to do, because I love you so much, right? Don't, don't, as a parent, like, if you've had kids, you love to pick them up and bring them up close to you and hold them close. And that's what God did for us. He said, what I need to do is I need to be become like them, put on that flesh and, and that humanity to come in close so that I can grab hold of them and bring them up close to my heart. It's not us, see, it's not us that are, that's holding on to God or that, that somehow with our own strength or because we're so amazing came up and, and grabbed hold of God. The only reason that we can hold on to God is because he's holding on to us. Why did he come? Well, simple answer. He came because we needed him. In first John three five it says, "And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin." He was manifested or he became like one of us, still being fully God, so that he could take away our sins. Like we have to understand this, we have to know this, and we have to believe this. And when we come into this moment where we're celebrating Christmas and it's so much fun and and we're celebrating, but what we need to understand is is this, that what we're celebrating is God with us. What we're celebrating is Emmanuel, God with us. That God in all of His splendor and all of His glory and all of who He is came in close and put on humanity to to be with us so that why so that he could take away our sins so that we could once again be close to him and have this relationship with him in first john 3 8 it says which is a little, little bit of strong scripture but it says he who sins is of the devil For the devil has sinned from the beginning. But it says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. What's the purpose? Why? For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Why did he put on flesh? Why did he come? Why did the Son of God... In, in all of his splendor, again, as I've said, in all of his splendor and glory, putting on humanity, putting on flesh, and somehow being fully God and fully man. How? But why did he do that? He did that. So that he could destroy the works of the enemy. He didn't do it just so we could celebrate and give each other presents. But we do that and we do celebrate that he was born and that he put on flesh. But, but what, the, the reason why he did it was to destroy the works of the devil being sinned. Did he need to do it? Yes, he did. Did he? I mean, he's God. He could have done whatever he wanted. But in order for us to really understand, one of the things about us coming to to relationship with God is that we believe in who He is. And what Scripture tells us is that we believe that Christ is the Son of God. And what brings us in close and brings us into relationship with God is believing that Christ, who put on flesh and humanity and came and was born, of a virgin who received the Spirit of God, who who walked in the way that we walked, being fully God and fully man, and came and walked with us on this earth, and then took sin and shame to the cross, believing in Him. So yes, He did have to do that, so that we could believe, So that we, he says, I I need to give them an understanding of who I am. And I need to give them my son so that they can see him, so that they can hear him. So that they can know that I am doing everything that I have to do in order to come in close to my people. In 1 John 5, it says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. In order to be born of God, we have to believe that Jesus is the Christ. In order to be born of God, we have to believe that Jesus Christ, the one who took on flesh and humanity for us, the one who became Emmanuel, God with us. We need to believe that He is the Christ so that we can be born of God. In 1 John 5.10-12 through 12 it says, He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is is in His Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. In other words, believing in Christ as Emmanuel, God with us, believing in Christ, fully God, but putting on humanity and coming and walking with us and being with us, is what brings us into spiritual connection with Him. We have to understand. It's essential to understand Emmanuel, God with us. It's essential to understand what it is that we're celebrating in order to have this connection with Him, to be in relationship with Him. Because He is life. And He has given us life. That's what He's done for us. So as we step into this season, as we step into the next couple of weeks and we're preparing and celebrating and and doing all these things, we need to keep in mind what we are really celebrating and that is that God put on flesh so that He could take The weight that we are feeling or have felt or are going to feel that he put on flesh so that he could take that sin, so that he could take that weight, so that he could take that pain, so that he could take that sickness, so that he could carry that, so that he can say, we don't have a God that doesn't understand. Or doesn't sympathize. But no, we have a God that sympathizes and understands because He put on flesh. And He did that because He loved us so much. And He did that because He knew that We needed help. And he was manifested and he put on flesh so that he can destroy the works of the devil, so that he could destroy sin, so that we could come in to this relationship with him and be close to him. The eternal word became frail, human flesh and blood to save us from ourselves, to save us from our sin, and to free us, to be close to him and to worship him. That is what Emmanuel, God with us, means. Please stand with me. Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.